What's up? What's up, everyone? I hope you had a fabulous, awesome Mother's Day weekend. Thank you and shout out to all the mothers that are listening to this podcast. Happy belated Mother's Day. Um, My mom had a nice Mother's Day. I got her some chocolate strawberries and whatnot. And um, I got her a t-shirt from shout out to Kings Arise. Um, that's a black owned clothing line. And uh, there he had this shirt called I Am Black Motherhood. And so I got that for my mother in a large and she really liked it. So, and shout out to my best friend, Kathy, who is a new mom of a almost one year old baby boy, Eli. This is her first Mother's Day too. So, Amen. God is really good. Okay. So this is going to be kind of another heavy podcast episode, but like a little bit lighter, but it will, I will guarantee it will rebuke or convict you in some way, shape or form, especially if you have been waiting on God and you've been battling with impatience and hopelessness and just feeling like, oh, like nothing is going to happen. You know, so we're going to jump right into it. And um, I just want to say, like, you know, you're not the only one that's going through that. You're not the only one that is going through that tough time of waiting, just waiting, period. It's not an easy thing. It's not an easy thing to have faith. And God has, you know, said all these things and declared all these things of what's going to happen over you. And then when, what, what will manifest in your life. And then it doesn't, it seems like it's not coming to pass or that it's not showing up. And then you're thinking like, okay, did I hear from God? Was that really God? Or was that just a figment of my imagination? Like was, did I miss God? Did I do something? You know, it doesn't, it's not happening as soon as we like, you know, the old folks say he may not come when you want him, but he's always on time. I say, He never comes when you want him, but he's always on time. Okay. So it's just, I understand the, especially like you just looking at God, like, God, you know, I've been in this place for so long. What's the holdup? You know? So we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. But God, before I pray, what's really on the heart of God for his people is just that it is better to wait with me than to get it sooner with the enemy. I'm going to say that again. It is better to wait with me than to get it sooner or quicker with the enemy. To get it prematurely, get the promise prematurely with the enemy. So we're going to pray. Let's pray. So Father God, you speak through me and let this uh, episode touch your people, Lord God. Let it touch the listeners, Lord God, as you minister unto them that you are coming that you are going to put, you watch over your word to perform, Lord God. You watch over your word and you are not a man that you shall lie, nor a son of man that you should repent. And it is, it is impossible for you to lie. So we thank you, God, for being a God of truth and trustworthiness. And you are a faithful God. You are the God of faithfulness. And so we thank you, Lord God, for what this, the power and the anointing that is going to come through this episode, Lord God, that's going to hit the hearts and touch the hearts of many, Lord God, that are in the waiting place, that are in this place of possibly feeling stuck or stagnant. 
Lord God, I pray that you, um, you lift up your, your, David said, you are the lifter of my head. So God lift up their heads on today with this, uh, with this episode and however else you want to speak to them throughout the day, Lord God, or throughout the week, month, whatever year, who would have you in Jesus name. Amen. All right. So I got scriptures for you. Here we go. We're going to Mark chapter nine. I'm only going to read two verses out of that, but we not done, you know, it's just, is that and in other chapters and stuff along the way. So Mark, I'm reading out of the Amplified and yeah, I'm gonna read out of the Amplified Mark chapter nine verses 23 through 24. And it says, Jesus said to him, you can say, or you say to me, if you can, all things are possible for the one who believes. And all, let me read that over. I got to read it in the intention that Jesus said it. Jesus said to him, you say to me, if you can, all things are possible for the one who believes and trusts in me. Immediately, the father of the boy cried out with a desperate piercing cry saying, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. So what we have here is a deaf and dumb spirit in this boy. Um, and the, a parent has reached out. It was a father that reached out to the disciples saying, Hey, can you deliver my son, cast this demon out of my son? This deaf and dumb spirit is tormenting him. And it's been tormenting him since he was a child. Because the, the Bible said, uh, Jesus asked him, how long has this been happening? And he says, since childhood. So side note, I don't know why I'm going here, but this is a biblical proof here that the devil starts very young. He starts attacking you very young. So that's why it's important to cover your children, even in the womb. It's it's important to cover them when they, you know, are little and then, you know, they're not forming their words. So yet they're not forming their words completely yet, but, um, it's important to cover them under the blood and teach them how to, uh, fight and war in the spirit. Amen. Cause the devil don't play fair. Okay. So anyway, um, so we have a deaf and dumb spirit and in this child and the father's reaching out to the disciples to cast the uh, demon out. But even the disciples are, and this demon has, uh, in this boy, this demon has thrown this boy into convulsions. Like it would kind of look like how a seizure would look like. It's, it's sort of like that in this boy. And the, the father said that this demon drives him to, you know, go to into water and then drown the boy or into fire and burn him up. The devil comes to steal, kill and destroy. It is not a game out here. These demons only come to destroy you, to ensnare you, to deceive you. And so that's what's happening in this little boy. It's a whole lot of demonic activity. But even the disciples uh, couldn't cast a demon out. And the father of this boy kind of said a complaint like Jesus, like I went to your disciples. I went to, you know, I don't know all the rest of them like that. I like, I went to Luke, I went to Andrew and them and they didn't, they couldn't do nothing. And then Jesus exclaims like, Oh, you faithless generation. How long must I be with you? You can't even cast a certain, this is after the Mount of Transfiguration. He took Peter, James and John up to the mountain, we see Moses and Elijah, supernatural stuff was happening. But after they came down from that mountain and after all of that supernatural activity, he was like, I can't even, you know, show at least a good portion of y'all 
I can't even do supernatural stuff and show revelations to some of y'all and the other, the other disciples, y'all can't even cast a demon out by yourselves out of a boy. Like, how do you not like, do you not know, or do you not understand all that I've taught you? How do you, how can you not do this on your own by now? That's what Jesus is saying. How can, how, how come I have taught you these things? Like, did you not listen? <laughs> did you not? So you don't know how to do it all of a sudden? Like what's good. So right now is sadly like a lot of hopelessness, a lot of faithlessness that's happening. Right. And long story short, we, let's, if we just scroll down. Um, you know, to verse 27, but Jesus took him by the hand and raised him up and he stood up. And so when he said, uh, verse 28, when he had gone indoors, his disciples began asking him privately, why we were, why were we unable to drive it out? He replied to them, this kind of unclean spirit cannot come out by anything but prayer to the father. And I believe the KJV says, um, these things cannot only come out on, uh, other than prayer and fasting or something like that. So yeah, the demon comes out of the boy, right? He's healed. He's restored. But what I see here reading that, and I, I love that scripture. I believe, but help thine unbelief. That's how the KJV says it, because I can very much relate to that scripture with losing faith in God and just like, just being confused as to how, you know, we hear in prophetic words like, oh, God's getting ready to do this. God's getting ready to do that, blah, blah. And he, it more than likely, you know, if it was a, if it's a true prophet and it came from God, it's going to happen. But because we've been waiting for so long and because we're in that hopeless drive place, if you will, um, that's how we can come into agreement with the enemy. That's how we can, we listen to more of the lies of the enemy and he's very sneaky. He's very conniving. He's very like, you know, that's, this is what Paul said, you know, be not ignorant of Satan's devices because he is very much a crafty being. He's very cunning, very sly, very sneaky. He, if it's a half truth, it's still a lie. So he'll take all the truth and put a sprinkle of a lie in there, right? So, and this is why Jesus, uh, calls him the father of lies. His native tongue is lie, right? So when we don't know what from what, when we don't know the truth from a lie, the devil has the, the God is not the author of confusion. So the devil has gotten up in there some way in your mind and in your thought and in your heart too. And cause out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So the devil has gotten in your heart in some way too, with doubt, with unbelief, probably with anxiety, um, confusion, hopelessness, probably depression is starting up in you or like a deep, deep sadness. You know, it's very like, this is not a game. We, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, right? So the title of this episode, <laughs> gonna be a little tense. It is, it's either me or him. I'm going to say it again. The title of this episode is called, It's Either Me or Him. Who am I talking about? This is what God wanted me to title this message from his point of view. Either you are going to believe 
the promise that I've said before you, or you're either going to believe him, the father of lies, the devil, the one that's like a, the adversary that's like a roaring lion seeking whom he to go walking to and fro seeking whom he may devour. Either you're going to believe the God of truth or the father of lies. Lord Jesus. I know this hurts. I know this is smacking you upside the head, but we're going to do, we're going to do it again. Either you're going to believe the God of truth or the father of lies. Now listen here, we're going to go to Amos chapter three. Now I'm going to go into the ESV. Let's do that. Now let's go to one of the more well-known scriptures. Well, beside what well, that was well-known too in Mark nine, but, um, this well-known scripture, one of the most well-known scriptures in the book of Amos, uh, I'm going to Amos chapter three, verse three in the ESV that says, do two walk together unless they have agreed to meet. Now, this is about, I've heard many people say like, oh, that's not about two people. It's about God and a prophet. Doing my personal research before recording, it is not even about that. And in reading um, at least a good section of this uh, chapter, it's not even about that a God and a prophet per se. It's about God and a people. It is about God warning a people through the prophet Amos saying like, hey, y'all need to repent <laughs> from y'all craziness and all of this, all of these sins. Y'all need to repent. Especially because how can I, God is basically saying like, how can I bless you? How can I talk to you? How can I be? God wants a relationship. So God is like, how can I have relationship and covenant with you? If you're doing things in a complete opposite in contrast to my word, because you know, at this time we got the law of Moses and like, you know, basically like the Torah and stuff like that. We don't, we don't have a whole Bible yet. Like we do now in contemporary times, but then it's like, you know, there's, there's, ble- there's a blessings for obedience. And then there's curse for the curses for disobedience. That's all they pretty much know. And God is just saying like, listen, this is going to be like one of my last warnings to repent to y'all Israelites, because I have been faithful. God, God delivered you out of Egypt. I parted a whole body of water. I parted the whole Red Sea for you. And you still are not, you know, are in really, you're still not walking close with me. You're still doing whatever you want to do. How can two walk together unless they agree? Now that that scripture doesn't mean you got to agree on everything. I definitely don't agree with God on everything, (laughs) but you know, he is omniscient or whatever. Right. (laughs) So, but at the time, like, especially when he tells me to do certain instructions, I'm like, God, I don't want to do that. God, especially as of recently. Oh my God. I'm like, God, I don't want to do that. God, I don't want, he's like, you know, obey me. It's better to obey me than to not. Right. I've suffered some consequences of disobedience. So I'm not even gonna play with that, but that doesn't mean that I agree with it or I like it, you know, but it's still like, I hear his voice. I still walk with him. I still talk with him. I'm still close to him. I'm still close. That's still Abba father to me. And God is telling the Israelites, like, listen, I want to be close to you. I want to be your God, but you serving other gods. Jesus. Is your flesh your God? All right. 
We're just going to let that marinate for a little bit. Is your flesh still your God? It's either me or or that. It's either me or you. <laughs> it's either you going to worship God and what God tells you to do. Or you're going to worship your flesh and your feelings. Which one? Because you see, here's the thing. No matter who you come into agreement with, agreement and covenant is still a very powerful thing, especially in the spirit. It's so powerful demonically where unfortunately we have demonic sexual spirits called incubus and succubus. And when you come into a demonic covenant with more than likely how this forms, if you know, you were addicted to porn like me and that's a way to, it's a sexual demon. So either through porn or you had a booty call or <laughs> you had a, you had a little ex-boyfriend, a little ex-girlfriend, a little boo thing that you gave it up to, you know, you, you pretty much got, especially through that, like for, through fornication. Cause I experienced, I've been through this. Okay. I know what I'm talking about. I had to get de- healed, delivered and all of that. And did the cut the soul time? It was rough, but thank God I'm restored. Right. But I had an ink. Personally speaking, for me, the incubus spirit came through fornication for me. And then on top of that, I was addicted to porn. So it's like that demon could have, and I'm not going to go into the horror stories of these demons and what they can do, but come out of agreement with them. It is so important and dire that you get deliverance from these things. It Because whether you are in covenant and you are in agreement with something divine or demonic, Nonetheless, it's still potent and nonetheless, it's still powerful. Okay. I get that this weight has been long. I get that it's been like strenuous and it's been tiresome, but it's going to make you resilient and you did not suffer or you did not go through persecution or you did not go through all that stress and everything for nothing. Okay. Let's keep going. Um, Let's go to Matthew chapter. Okay, God. Let's go to Matthew chapter four. And I'm going to read verses one through 11. Still in the ESV, by the way. Chapter Matthew chapter four, verses one through 11. Then Jesus was led up by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. And the tempter, who? I didn't even know it said it like that. And the tempter came and said to him, if you are the son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. And Jesus said, but he answered, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down for it is written. He will command his angels concerning you. And on their hands, they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against the stone. I know we probably heard this in church already, but a little other um, side note or tip. The devil knows the scripture too. Like he, he really ain't no dummy. He is done now to, to be tempting us so much as if he's going to win. Cause we all know the devil has completely lost thanks to the cross and the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus Christ, the devil been lost, right? 
he's a pestilent. He's a pestilent thing that tries to eat at you and lie to you and tries to constantly attack you. He's an annoying little beast. Okay. But he do know scripture. Uh, let's keep going. Jesus said, I'm at verse seven. Jesus said to him again, it is written. You shall not put the Lord, your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to them, and he said to him, all these things I will give you if you fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, be gone, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord, your God and him only shall you serve. Then the devil left him and behold, Angels came and were ministering to him. You know what this, uh, this subheading in the, in the ESV version says, this subheading says, Jesus begins his ministry. I'm going to take a drink of water for a minute. Okay. It was very interesting to get that revelation. Like the devil tempted him. So hard. It's not even just because of the fact that, you know, he tempted them and tried to, you know, lie, manipulate and, and twist, you know, his identity in God. Because at, um, right after this, or I'm sorry, right before this, Jesus got baptized by John the Baptist, his cousin, and a dove, uh, descended upon him and a, God said, this is my son in whom I will please you know, all majestic and whatnot. So, you know, of course the devil trying to challenge his identity, but then after all of these temptations, especially like when, when, um, um, when Satan is saying, if you fall down and worship me, I'll give you all of these kingdoms. And Jesus is like, no. And then he starts his ministry. Now here's the thing. What if Jesus said, yes, what if Jesus was obedient? What if Jesus was like, okay, cool, I'll do it. Now he has the name above every name. Hallelujah. Every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord, right? It was going to happen anyway, but the only catch is he wouldn't have had to die on the cross. Now here's the thing. If he would have been disobedient right there, we would no longer claim that our savior, we would no longer claim that our savior was, that didn't know any sin. The Bible says he knew no sin and made himself to be sin, you know, to die for all of our sins. But if he would have obeyed Satan, we could, we could never say that. We could never say that the son of God came in this world it had, you know, um, it had human flesh. He came in human flesh. He had flesh like ours. It was tempted in every way, but didn't, but knew no sin. If he would have obeyed Satan, we couldn't have said that. Oh, it gets deeper. It's just, this revelation was crazy for me. If he would have said that, or if he would have said, if he would have said, you know, okay, Satan, you know, I'll obey you. I'll do it. Sorry for that, y'all. If he would have said, okay, Satan, you know, cool, you give me all the, I'll obey you and give me all the kingdoms back. 
We would never have the cross. What crucifixion? <laughs> what bloodshed? Hmm? What lamb of God? Hi, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, glory. There, there would have been no forgiven for they know not what they do. Jesus would have needed his sins forgiven. And then we no longer have a pure sacrifice for our sins. And then on top of that, oh, it gets even deeper. Of course, there would have been no resurrection. But then now because like this is all hypothetical now because he obeyed the devil instead of the divine uh, God, Yahweh. Right. Um, for there would have been no garden of Gethsemane, uh, you know, God, if you if this is your will, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will. Oh, well, there would have been none of that because then Jesus would have been hypocritical. And then on top of that, because there would have been no cross, we would still be born in this world because we're born into sin and shaping into iniquity because all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We would have been born in this world waiting to die to just to go to hell. There would have been no redemption. There would have been no possibility of going to heaven. Not none. Oh, not none. Not for us. You know how hard, like, you know how horrible that is? I mean, it's only by God's grace and grace alone that we're saved. You are saved by grace through faith, not of yourselves, but it is the free gift of God. Can you imagine we would have, there would have been no possibility of going to heaven for none, none of us, none of us. If Jesus would have only thought about himself, absolutely none of us, not in the generations before us, not in this generation now and the generations to come, you know, and it's just like, you know, and, and, and then the second coming, like that would have all been, it wouldn't have been Jesus coming back. It would have to been somebody else, right? It would not be our savior coming back to get the dead in Christ that will rise again. And then everybody else getting raptured. It wouldn't be Jesus. It wouldn't be Yeshua, uh, Amashiach. I hope I said that right. <laughs> but like, you see how, like, if he would have been selfish in that moment and Jesus says, you know, I mean, fasting for 40 days, I mean, even I, I'd be struggling fasting, you know, two, three days sometimes for 40 days, you know, and, 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 and it just, it's like, it's just crazy. Like history, Christian history would have all been, would have been, would have been even called Christian because to be a Christian it means little Christ, you know, like Christ-like, you know, you're a little, like you're, um, not a junior Christ, but you, but you know, you're supposed to be like Christ Christian. Um, I don't even know if we would have been called Christians per se may have been, we probably would still be saying, you know, we're believers, but Christians, 
Because the first three, uh, six letters of that word is Christ. You see what I'm saying? And so, so many things, so many things would have been affected if he would have believed it came into agreement with the enemy. All right. Whew. Let's keep going. Um, let's go to Isaiah. I think y'all probably already know where I'm going with this. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. Come on, y'all. Y'all know it. They shall mount up on wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. In Psalms 27, verse 14. Wait for the Lord. Oh, no, 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 no. Let's go to 13. Oh, this is good. I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. And there's another scripture that says um, from David, you know, it says, I would have fainted if I did not believe I would have seen the goodness of the Lord or something to that, you know, paraphrasing. Um, but y'all, y'all see how agreement is powerful. Like because that parent, and it was hard to do so obviously, but because that parent came into agreement with Jesus saying, I believe, but help my unbelief. And that got his son healed because he still said, I believe. Now he had some doubts because he said, you know, master, if you can, please heal my son, blah, blah, blah. And Jesus had to correct him saying, uh, 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 don't say if I will heal your son. And he did. Now, like, can't you just, now Amos three and three shows you how you can come into agreement with the wrong thing. And that had. That made God bring a prophet to them saying, you need to come out of agreement with these idols and come into agreement with me. How can two walk together unless they agree? It's either me or him. <sighs> oh, thank you, Lord. It's either you're going to believe you're going to believe Jehovah Jireh. You're going to believe Jehovah Jireh. Or are you going to believe Satan? Which one? Which one? Which one? Um, I know that this was heavy. I know that this was not the best cheery type of word that you wanted to hear. I, I at least did that, you know, this past Friday. Um, but God is saying, don't because of. Because your desire, your strong desire of wanting to see the manifestation now, so many people are trying to manifest, 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 manifest. But don't nobody want to wait. I'm going to say that again. So many people, especially in the new age and in the law of attraction and stuff like that, so many people are trying to manifest and manifest and manifest and manifest and manifest. This is honestly getting exhausting. And manifest, but don't nobody want to wait on the manifestation. 
People want it now, 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 now. I want to see it now. I want to experience it. I want to experience it now. I want to feel it now. I want to see it now. All of, I want it now. I want it now. I want it now. Can we just allow God to work in you first? I heard it said best that God is a crock pot. God, he's an oven. He's an oven. God, he's not a microwave. God, I don't think he's a stovetop. God, he is a type of God that will put like a good, good peach cobbler in the oven. Hey, I'm a spoken tongues for real. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, a good a good pitch cobbler just you know just getting good and 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 the heat getting all through them layers in that pitch cobbler in that oven right there and then you see that crust forming like oh glory and you see that crust forming like it do or in a crock pot how you know your your mama or your grandmama got that you know stuff happening it's it's the type of meal that they prepare the night before before they cook it the next day and serve you and every especially thanks around thanksgiving and stuff and christmas dinner and sunday dinner easter dinner well easter passed but you know easter dinner and stuff like that it's the the meal is worth the wait is it not and, it, and it's like now just grandmama cooking off rip is good right it's legendary it's iconic but it gets even sweeter Hallelujah. It gets even sweeter after you waited for it. Because has you gotten that haphazardly? Now imagine your grandmama cooking and she just everything just everywhere. Like the the, the sauces everywhere, the cranberry sauces on the flow, the ham not even cooked, not even cooked good all the way through. The turkeys in shambles. The sweet potatoes is mashed. And, and not in a good way, but like mashed and, and not even like, it's not even good in your mouth, the texture, you know, what if, what if she burnt something? What if she burnt the collard greens? You see what I'm saying? Like if she, or what if the, what if nothing was burnt, but none of the food was cooked all the way through when you, Ooh, I hear you. Holy spirit. This is good. This is like cooking one-on-one a little bit, but hey, we here. It's dangerous and unhealthy and unsafe for you to eat raw meat. So imagine you eating meat not cooked all the way through. You can get E. coli. Bad, bad, bad bacteria. Food poisoning. Confusion, turmoil, vomiting. You know, you green in the face. Can't hold nothing down. That's when meat is not, when the chef has not patiently waited for that meat to be cooked all the way through so that it can be properly served and because it's properly cooked all the way through and now it's safe to eat. If it ain't even safe to eat, it's because it's still raw on the inside and it has not been on the stove or, or in the oven, it has not been cooked for the proper amount of time. The chef or the cook did not wait. They didn't wait. They just took it off the took it off the heat prematurely. You see how dangerous it is when you don't wait. I know I, I and I I really am 
recording this episode from a very humble place because it this first of all this word had to smack me in the face first of all it, it had it had to convict me first and it surely did it surely humbled me because I have been waiting for God you know to very to move very miraculously and very supernaturally in a tremendous humongous way and I had to realize that while I'm waiting for this gargantuous miracle to happen, I needed to just humble myself and just believe God. I don't know everything. I don't know. I got a testimony. So, and this, this really shows you the reward of the wait. Okay. Um, I, what happened? I had a Volkswagen. I, I talked about this in the first episode of the season. I had a Volkswagen Jetta 2002. It's my very, it was my very first car, right? The muffler, cause it was so janky. That's the, the that car was a definition of a hoopty. Okay. So many problems. Anyway, um, the muffler at the bottom was dangling. It was hanging at the bottom and could easily fall off. I remember driving and driving thankfully I didn't really have to go that far but I remember driving and driving and driving and just feeling like just the anxiousness of the muffler falling off on the road or something like that it was it it was not good um and I was I was being careful as possible. I'm a great I'm a great driver if I can say so myself I'm a great driver but it was because of the fact that I had to be careful of that muffler not dragging on the freeway <laughs> Or something like that. That that bout almost happened to me twice. Because I, I had that happen to me before. The muffler fell off and it was dragging on the ground as I was on my way to college for classes and stuff. It was horrible. Um, But I had to drive it. And because it wasn't my first rodeo and I've experienced that traumatic, like, it really was traumatic hearing that muffler just hit the ground in my car while I'm driving. It was not... Uh, uh-uh, that wasn't it. So I was like, okay, I know how to maneuver. I know how to do this. But I was very much so considering with the money I had saved up, I was considering of uh, taking some of that money out and going to, you know, the mechanic and have them fix it. It was $200 for me to fix it. And I was like, okay, well, it will be. It will suck that I would have to take this out of my savings, but it is what it is. Let me just do it and I'll get it out the way and the muffler can stay on there another day, another week, you know, however long it would have lasted after they would have fixed the muffler just dangling. It would have had a better grip, you know, under my car and whatever. It would have been, it would have been more firmly, properly attached, you know, underneath the car, but because I prayed about it first, God kept telling me to wait and to wait and to wait. I'm like, God, my car is falling apart. <laughs> and this was happening for like a couple months, like good, like two, three months. And my muffler just almost like dragging on the ground and just dangling for dear life. I'm like, God, my car is falling apart. What are you doing? Long story short, we get to... The middle, late April, so last month, <laughs> right? And 
Now my mom is like, you know, I want to replace my Jeep. I want to get a new car. And so she looked up on Carvana, how to shout out to Carvana. She looked up on Carvana for her new car that she has now. Um, I test drove one of the cars. It was awkward for me. I thought I was going to like it. I hated it. So, and we were, but me and my mom were working something out like, okay, I get this car, you get that car type of thing. So long story short, that Volkswagen is no longer here. That, the the muffler fell off while I was at that. The muffler fell off when I was at uh, the gas station getting the oil changed though. But it, I rather would have had that than it's terrible when that thing falls off in the middle of you driving. So at least I was in a parked space and in an area that, you know, that probably has happened before, right? The muffler just fell off. And we just put in the trunk. But yeah, because I waited. Now, now here's the thing that 200, I still got that. I still got my $200 cause had I known that my mom was going to give me her Jeep and she would have um, gotten a new car, I would have wasted, I would basically would have wasted $200 getting a muffler fix. Sorry for my dog. I would have wasted $200 getting my muffler fix when I was finna get a new car anyway. It's a used car, but it's a new car. Okay. So, and I love, I love this, this Jeep Liberty. Okay. It has it has a little issues here and there too, but it ain't it ain't like my Volkswagen. Praise God. Okay, uh, that's a whole nother podcast episode with that car. But yeah, long story short, so my mom gave me her Jeep, and now she has a, a new car through Carvana. And I got my two. I saved two hundred dollars. Ain't got good. Won't he do it? Hey, won't he do it? <laughs> and now that $200 could go to something more, more necessary, not to say like that wasn't necessary, but it wasn't the, the timing, it, it just wasn't time. And it would have been the two, me spending $200 for that in that situation was unnecessary because of what was to come. And if I would have not waited, that $200 would have went to waste. And now, because I still got my $200, it's not going to go to waste because it'll be now I'll now put that $200 to a more, uh, convenient, um, more necessary in this proper timing type of thing. You know, um, it could go to a better thing. I should have said that was extra, but anyway, so God is good. Wait on the Lord. I say, I'm going to echo David on this. Wait on the Lord. Let's, let's read it one more time. Shall we? Wait for the Lord, be strong, and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. You don't anything, I heard it said best, we know this, um, you know this phrase, anything worth having is worth fighting for. And in my life personally, I have really seen that and I, I know I want to continue to see that. Because if you could just, think about it, think about how you treat stuff that you just get, you know, for free or you just, somebody just gives it to you or, you know, somebody just 
you know, somebody just throws you something. You know what I'm saying? Like, usually speaking, I'm going to say this. Usually speaking, if someone gives you something for free or something that's easily accessible or something that didn't take much hard work to do, you're not going to treat it as valuably as something that was that took a really a long time. Like, I'm going to value this Jeep because I've been through the struggle of my Volkswagen. Okay, and let me tell you something. I'm going to be extra careful with this Jeep. You hear me what I'm saying? And especially because it's a bigger car than a Volkswagen. I still have to like take my time and still get used to the size of it. But child, that's a whole upgrade for me. I will I am going to cherish this Jeep. Amen. Now the car that I really want is an Audi, but you know, for right now, it God bless God blessing me temporarily, and I'm okay with it because at least it's not the Volkswagen. You know, I'm not where I want to be, but at least I'm not where I was though. Now Steve Harvey said that, and that's to who we man. I really agree with that because you're making progress. You know, you're making no matter what. At least if you took one step today, just one step of progress anywhere. In any way, shape, or form, you're making progress. Give yourself give yourself time. Oh gosh. <clears throat> My voice, hold on. It's gonna dry in my room. Give yourself time and give yourself grace. And most of all, be patient with yourself. Wait for yourself to become the person that you want to be. Wait, I say, on the Lord. And, okay, I see that we're on. We're transitioning to closing this out because that's that was pretty much it. And I touched all my scriptures. Yep. So, okay, Holy Spirit. So, we're just we going to wrap this up right here. We're going to wrap it up right here. So, oh, Father God, I just thank you, God. And, Lord God, um... I just pray as we wrap this podcast up, Lord God, that these people that listen to these words on this podcast will, it, this will resonate with them and let them chew on it. Let's chew on what was said by the Holy Spirit. And I just, um, and to my listeners, if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, repeat this prayer after me. Lord God, I repent. I believe in the son you sent. He died on the cross just for me. To heaven I'll go. To heaven I'll be. And with that, you're now my new brother or sister in Christ. Yay! Um, pray about the church that God wants you to go to so you can... Learn the word of God. And I just kind of want to leave with this. After you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. To him be the dominion forever and ever. Amen. That was First Peter uh, chapter 5, verses 10 through 11. So, New member in Christ, new son or daughter in Christ, 
Um, I say that scripture to you to say that no matter what you're going through in life, no matter the ups and downs, no matter how hard it is, no matter how great it is, God is working everything out for your good. All things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Okay. It ain't every day. is not going to feel like peaches and rainbows, but you're still going to have peace. Oh, whoo. I was about to run. You're still going to have peace and you're still going to have joy. Hmm? The joy of the Lord will be your strength. Okay. This is not the peace of God, which surpasses which surpasses all understanding, mind you, is perfect peace. The peace and the joy of the Lord is not circumstantial. It is not based off of, it's not a roller coaster ride because it's based off of surface level circumstantial things. It's an everlasting thing that is deep down on the inside of you that God like deposits in you. Talk about a direct deposit. <laughs> I saw this meme that said, peace of mind is the real bag. Secure the bag. All right. So now that you're in Christ, right, you're probably going through a lot of things, you know, partially because of the pandemic and stuff like that. Listen, just like I said, find the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. The Bible says, who's ever mind has stayed on thee, God, who's ever mind has stayed on God, he shall keep. He's obligated to keep you in perfect peace. Okay. Now I've got 10 minutes left of this podcast. So I'm going to wrap this up. So Father God, I thank you, Lord God, um, for this word, for this episode, for this teaching, Lord God, in Jesus name. Amen. And anybody that is new in Christ, all things have passed away. Behold, all things are made new. You are in Christ. You was a new creature, period. So if you want to sow <laughs> into, um, if you want to sell into me personally, you can go to my cash app. I My cash app ID is dollar sign, capital S-I-D-N-I, capital G. Again, it's capital S-I-D-N-I, capital G. And if you want to donate to monthly to this podcast, uh, this podcast platform, you can go to anchor.fm slash S-I-D-N-I-P-P. Again, that's anchor.fm slash S-I-D-N-I-P-P. There you can um, click the support button and you can support this um, podcast monthly for $1, $5, or $10. And be sure to always check my Facebook at Sydney's Prophetic Podcast. And I upload now at eight o'clock every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Again, that's eight o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Okay. So I love you guys. I love each and every one of you. And I cherish each and every one of you. And may the God of all peace and all grace be with you in Jesus name. All right. Have a great rest of your evening. Bye.